Hey everyone, it's Adrian from The Pageant Project, and I'm here with Olivia Raphael, who's a Miss Galaxy Australia 2019 national finalist. Liv, Liv, Olivia, (laughs) it's off to a good start. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. How are you? I've been doing well. What's been happening since last time? So when was the first time we interviewed? I can't remember how, what year was that? Oh, gosh. Um, it would have been for the Aussie Power Pageant, and that would have been in 2017, so coming on two years ago now. Oh. Two years. Time in the, in the pageant world, that's a very, very long time. Uh, I'm going to tell people who are watching on the stream, if you want to leave a question or leave a message of support for Olivia, I'm sure either would be appreciated. And I'll tell you now that Olivia has um, – Olivia – Lisa Bennett has already written to you, go get that crown girl with a lot of R's. Oh my God, I love Lisa. I love Lisa. So there you go. She's, she's, she's so nice. I love you, Lisa. Actually, Thank you so much. I think I messaged Lisa. Lisa, are you competing? If you're watching, are you still competing this year? I don't, I don't know because Lisa is also. Anyway, I'm going to get back to you. <laughs> So this is the second time we tried this interview. The last time I had some technical difficulties. But Olivia, walk us through, because you've taken a bit of a break from pageantry. Yeah. So I think since that that last uh, pageant that you mentioned, that was the last time you competed, wasn't it, up until now? Yes, it was the last one that I competed in. So the Aussie Power Pageant is um, comprised of Miss Global Australia, Miss Intercontinental Australia and Australia's Teen Queen. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was in, as I said, 2017. And I competed in both Galaxy and the Aussie Power Pageant that year. So I sort of made up my mind that I was going to take a bit of a break. It's really overwhelming. And I was just coming into my first year of my teaching career. So it really helped me to deal with everything that was in my life because it was very full on. But, you know, you need that time to sort of learn how to manage yourself and your social life and career. And I think that I've got everything pretty down pat now to make a comeback. So, I mean, why did you decide to to mount a comeback? Because it, it takes time. And if there's one thing that I know from interviewing all of you guys, it's that you don't exactly have an abundance of free time. So what decide, What made you decide to to go back into pageantry? And obviously you're going into it, I'm assuming you're taking it seriously as you normally would. So what, what made you decide to come back? Uh, well, there are a few things that I have moved on from. For example, I used to play uh, NPL football, uh, which was a lot of time on my weekdays and on my weekends. So I've moved on from that and um, also I've been to a few pageants as a judge and as a spectator and when you're in that environment, there's you really want to be involved. Like I was sitting with you actually during one of them and I just... I, I, I remember this. I you, you couldn't, you couldn't like, stop commentating and talking the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, that was me. Yeah. It was just... I thought it would be a sort of deciding factor for me if I went and watched and sort of felt a bit detached from it and happy spectating. But when I, you know, went and saw them, I just thought, no, I need, I I felt this need to do it. I saw that everyone was having such a great time and it sort of brought back memories for me and I thought, no, I think I'm ready to bring that back into my life. 
I mean, on the subject of memories, you obviously have more than a few. What what has been the happiest memory for you so far in your pageant career? I think one of the happiest moments for me was in my last pageant, and I actually won Miss Congeniality with one of my best friends on the pageant circuit, Lizzie, and I truly believed that she was one of the most genuine people there and to have that feeling towards her and share a title with her in that way just reaffirmed how how friendly the whole thing was and it made it, I was proud mm. I was really proud that you know the, of the way I came across and everything like that so <laughs> you know it's just it was an accomplishment that you can't really like work towards it's not a sort of routine of going to the gym or um you know going to appearances it reflected you as a person so i think that was that was really nice and i think it has definitely blown all my other accomplishments out of the water is that is that award voted for by your by the other competitors there the other contestants yes Yes. So that that means double like obviously so they're voting for you that must mean that must make it extra special yeah, because they see you as, as a person. Like I know that we're in a competition setting, but it's really yeah. nice for people to be able to see you as a person. And I have made quite a few friends in the pageant circuit and met up outside, which I think brings a lot of value to the experience. And how would you say you've grown as a person from since the last time that you've competed in pageantry? So it's been, as we said, almost two years so there must be it must be a different Olivia in front of me now than two years ago. The bones are still the same. Like I'm definitely. <laughs> the same. The are you bones. sure you haven't broken something? Or um, I funny guy. Um, no, you did, you did do your knee, didn't you? So. I did. I did pushing a wheelchair. My knee kind of dislodged and went to the side a little bit, but it wasn't broken. Okay. Nothing broke. Touch wood. I haven't broken anything yet. Um, but how have I changed and grown? I think the core of me is the same. You know, I've always been a fairly like sort of fun, easygoing person. But I think having time to work on my career mm. and doing other things that I enjoy really brings down to earth what pageantry is. Because there was a stage where I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, this is the beyond and all, like this is what I want to do. And it kind of took over. Like it took over my weekends. It took over my thoughts a lot of the time because you're so in love with it and it's such a great time that you're just so excited all the time about it. And I've sort of been able to look at it from a really realistic perspective and, you know, saying that I'm not, it's not my focus essentially, pageantry. It's something that I like doing in my spare time that adds something to my life. Mm. It's not my life, but mm. yeah. I mean, you mentioned perspective and you mentioned that your work helps give you that perspective. So just in case people didn't see our last interview, I certainly want to assume that people have. For people watching who don't know you, can you tell them what you do for work? Okay, so I teach uh, the visually impaired at a special school. Uh, in Brisbane, and I currently have a class of four with multiple physical impairments. So it's a totally like pole opposite to to pageant life. It's coming to school, coming to school, for example, with makeup on, 
people go, oh, my gosh, like you're a different person because I never wear makeup or dress up for school. It's right. just, it, you know, you, I just don't do it. I It's busy and I sort of am like, you know, it doesn't matter. Looks don't matter where, where I work and that's really nice for a change. But then, you know, if I was to see like my pageant friends on the weekend, if I didn't wear makeup, they'd be like, oh, my God, like, who is this? <laughs> what happened it's, to your face? <laughs> what happened? Adrian. I don't know. Maybe they would say that. I, I saw one person the other day without makeup. I, I actually didn't recognize her. I felt horrible. No, well, it's enhancing the face. Anyway, no, I've done it. I've gone to uni once without makeup on, and people actually asked who I was, like treated me as a whole new person. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> it's a whole other story. But, yeah, it's just it's polar opposite and the way it sort of puts in perspective pageantry, you know, I see, mm. you know, quite, you know, sad things and I see the struggles for, for some people and I think um, when I balance that and look at it with pageantry, you know, I learn not to stress about the really, really like small things. Like pageantry is something that should be fun and exciting. It shouldn't be something that's stressful or makes you upset or, you know, makes you feel self-conscious. Absolutely. Um, Going into it this time, we've talked about perspective. Going into it this time, you've been there many times before. Do you have any particular objective or goal results-wise? I think having that sort of new outlook on it, I'm there to do it for what it is. So I'm really there for the experience and meeting people and having the opportunity and initiative to do a lot of great work. And, of course, I love getting up on stage. It's just a dream. Mm. It's a dream. Um, so, (laughs) So if I was to come away really successful you know, that would be fantastic. It shows that, you know, I've worked hard. But if I don't, you know, it's not the end of the world. But, you know, the aim sort of in the back of my mind is mm. to leave, you know, with, um, I reckon with a sash, leaving with a sash, whether it's a category award or charity or a runner-up award or, you know, the big sash, the crown and stuff, mm-hmm. that's the ultimate goal, isn't it? Um I'm going to be happy with the outcome because I'm going in it slightly competitive, but I'm going in it for the experience and to genuinely enjoy myself. Does that mean that this that you feel like you're towards the tail end of your pageantry career or you're not sure about that? Um, I'm not quite sure. Like it, it sort of depends on how this goes for me, like I'm going into it with an optimistic outlook that's going to be, you know, fantastic. And, of course, when you have a good experience, you go back to more like I am right now. Mm. So who knows, maybe you can see me as a miss um, if my partner doesn't propose to me before 25. <laughs> Is he you there now? He's, he has his, um, what do you call them, the sound cancelling headphones on so he can't hear anything. But okay. <laughs> come on, bro. <laughs> like, um, or like a missus, I think, you know, it's something that continuously adds something to my life. So I don't, unless I have a, you know, horrible experience, I don't see why I wouldn't 
you know, continue to do it every now and then. And obviously, so you're competing in Galaxy. You've competed in both Galaxy and the Power Pageant before, and both systems, or I guess all three, because the Power Pageant is two and or three in one, but two in one for yourself. Why do you keep going back to those systems? I mean, there are other systems out there, so obviously you Mm -hmm. must enjoy the system. What is it about it that it keeps bringing you back? Well, when I first started Galaxy, uh, I sort of didn't realise how important all of the other aspects were, more so the behind the scenes of doing appearances and fundraising and volunteering and all that charity work. So I didn't do it the first year. I mean, I did a few, but not as much as I could have. And it's really making the conscious effort to go out and do it that made me the happiest. Yeah, I've met so many people along my journey of doing things like this. Like when I volunteer, I did a trivia night and helped out a few nights ago and I added my entire trivia table that I was helping out with as friends on Facebook and I talked to them and it's it's amazing and sort of being able to know that you're making an impact, however small, you know, is fantastic and I think Mm -hmm. more people need to be on board with something like that. But um, I think the pageants also don't sort of pressure you into conforming to a certain standard. And I'm not going to name other pageants because, you know, it's not stated in their ethos or anything, but Mm. you have some big pageants where all the girls are extremely thin and extremely tall and the occupation art is a model and Mm. it's sort of as soon as you start questioning yourself and you know, your body and how you act and how you look, I don't think that's healthy. So if I feel myself reflecting in that way when considering entering a pageant, I do stay away from it because I know it's not healthy for me. Absolutely. Um, For those of you watching on the stream, as I said at the beginning, if you have any questions for Olivia, write them in the comments below or any messages of support I'm sure would be appreciated. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> Olivia, t- tell us tell us something about what, what do you do in your downtime? I mean, we've talked about pageantry, and we'll come back to it. But can you tell me some tell me something about you that I don't know? So surprise me. I'm sorry, I just laughed because I think that was your polite way of saying. So we haven't had any comments or questions yet. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh gosh, I'm not popular. Uh, no, it's fine. Um, what do I do with my downtime? Let's get back to like being like dead on serious. Um, I don't want to be down- serious. It's been too serious. Let's let's be funny. <laughs> Has it been too serious? Okay. It's all it's all very like, pageantry. It's all very deep and I'm meaningful. Like, out. So Just so what? Like, chill out. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what do you what do you do to cut loose? I mean, you you can't be. I mean, imagine doing what you're doing as a profession, which you talked about. That I would find that emotionally draining. I don't know about you, but coming back from that, I would sometimes just want to cut loose. So what do you do for fun? It is emotionally draining sometimes. So for fun, because I'm like a fun kind of person, uh, I love – I'll list a few things for you just to get some sort of idea. I love going to burger places, (laughs) going to different burger places with Lewis, my partner. Mm -hmm. I like to watch movies. I I go to the gym, as boring as that sounds, but, you know, got to get your 30 a day. <laughs> I go your to the 30 gym. Your 30 what a day? Your 30, your 30 minutes. 
an oh, exercise okay. every day. I thought you were talking about steps. I'm like, gee, that's a low goal. 30 steps, guys, all it takes. <laughs> no, uh, what else? I bake. I love baking. It's, oh, my favourite thing to bake are macarons. And if you don't follow me on Instagram, Liv Raphael. Um, I bake macarons all the time and I love making different flavours and it's el- it's very elitist of me, but I'm specialised in macarons because I knew they were very hard and whenever I brought them out, it would impress people and they'd be like, oh, my oh. gosh, they're so hard to make and I'd be like, oh, it just takes practice, guys. Like- okay, now, now, I'm, now I'm feeling you because I think I told you last time, like I'm not a huge fan of macarons, but I definitely understand the urge to bake something that's difficult because when I took up baking, the first thing I tried doing was souffle and you would know, you bake. If you don't do souffle right, it doesn't rise and then you end up with just mush. So Yeah, yeah, and people make the mistake of not eating it straight away. As soon as you it comes out of the oven, you were to serve it because it deflates and yeah. then it turns into like a pudding, like a thick pudding because it condenses. Anyway, just <laughs> like, you know, if anyone wants to learn how to make back, back souffles, souffles, macarons, whatever, we should do like a cooking segment. I was just going to say, I, I should go back up to the Gold Coast and just film a cooking segment with you because that would be so much fun. Um, Rachel Gallagher, who you don't know, but it's one of the people I interviewed recently. She's written, Ooh Girl, Burger Places can relate to that. So obviously you struck a chord with a hungry audience member. Look, I think that um, anyone that appreciates burgers is a good person. (laughs) (laughs) Right, look. She's a pageant girl, I know, because you've interviewed her. And, you know, kudos to her and kudos to all the pageant girls that eat burgers and don't stop eating what they like eating to lose weight or do any of that because it's just, it stresses me out. (laughs) Sorry, I was just, (laughs) my partner's just about to wash some dishes and I was like. I know, I can see you giving. Can you no? just throw something at him? Because I can hear him in the background. Like, it's not really loud, but I can hear, like, he's putting something in the sink or something. Yeah, yeah. He's he's being a good a good person and tidying up um, after dinner, which, you know, yeah. But he did turn on the tap before and I sort of, because I have big eyes, it's so easy to, for, for you to see sort of how I'm feeling. So I just sort of, like. That's all right. Really scary look. I hope I never get that look from you. Um, well, Rachel has replied, ha-ha, that she's dead. That's that's what she always says. I know Rachel the other night messaged me saying she ate an entire pizza. Um, and I actually think most of the pageant girls I know eat burgers and pizzas, and this is in the lead-up to pageants. I'm not just talking cutting loose afterwards. I think, like, as preparation food. <laughs> I don't know how well it goes, but they eat burgers and pizzas. So... After every pageant that I've done on the Gold Coast, like Aussie Power Pageant, Galaxy, mm. I always go to McDonald's on Surface Paradise Boulevard, get <laughs> a medium Big Mac meal. A Only a medium? Fish, a fillet of fish, six oh. chicken nuggets, and a chocolate thick shake. <laughs> always. And it's not because 
I've starved myself beforehand of it. It's just a ritual and it's late at night by the time it finishes. So I'm just like, nah, I just want to pig out and sleep until like 11 in the morning and just relax. I like the sound of that. I mean, mm. you said you, you go to burger places. I'm imagining it's not just McDonald's. So I loved Betty's Burgers on the Gold Coast. And I say loved because they opened more stores and turned into sort of a chain. And for me, it, like, lost its authentic sort of flavour. You know what I mean? I don't know. No, I don't. So what what are the secrets to a good burger? Okay, so every second time I get just a beef burger and I alternate that with a deep-fried chicken burger So because I love them both. Uh, With the beef burger, it has – I love the the milk buns. Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't like the hard hamburger rolls that you get, like, from Coles or whatever. You need the soft, even brioche, brioche butter, which is just butter butter bun. Uh, lettuce, tomato, some sort of aioli, mustard, and ketchup. Not tomato sauce, ketchup because it's a little bit sweeter and a little bit thicker. Right. Um, and some maybe some onion. I don't like a lot of cooked onion on burgers. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not bunning sausage sizzle, so no. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Sorry, buddies. <laughs> um, and yeah, the inside of the buns toasted, and then with the chicken, minimalistic. All right, so the fried buttermilk chicken, hopefully, and not the buttermilk chicken that you know is a thin layer and you can barely tell. It's like the really crunchy sort of stuff. Um, some sort of like mayonnaise, aioli, uh, and lettuce. Cuts it to me. No tomato, no anything else. I just like my chicken burgers fairly plain. And this is a, a quirky thing. And Lewis laughs at me every time I do it. But if I have a burger and has tomato on it, I slide the bits of tomato out and eat them by themselves before I actually start eating the burger. Why? Why the tomato? I like the taste of tomato, but I don't like it on a burger. So if I take it out and separate it, and I'm just eating a tomato. I like it. That's what but I used to do I, when I was a kid in McDonald's with the pickles. Yeah, it's sort of like a pickle thing, but yeah. I'd slide them out, even at like grilled or whatever, and eat them, eat them, and then I'm finished, and then I eat my burger. <laughs> very interesting, I know. Super interesting. You have a very, very specific way of doing it. Yes, it's the right way. Well, I, I should point out that you have you're, you're Italian, so yeah. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Don't mess with me. No. All right. To before we go to the final ten questions, let me ask you. Are you Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? What was that? What are you doing? You know that like that Italian. Are you trying to be the Godfather or something? Bellissimo. Oh, it also looked like you. Like, <laughs> like you were asking somebody for money. I'm like, what is Lewis okay. doing in the background? Now, now, two seconds. It's called gnocchi, not gnocchi. And one of my teacher aides just the other day said gnocchi. I'm like, just because you, you extended the n doesn't mean you're not gnocchi. It's gnocchi? like it's not gnocchi. Knock knock. It's niet gnocchi. Niet. Just to clear it up for everyone, for our like few people that are watching us. We, we have people watching. I don't know how many oh, we'll have after you tell them that their pronunciation is wrong. 
Gnocchi. Gnocchi. I should, a YouTube video just saying Gnocchi. I think you really should start some sort of cooking show because you're obviously passionate about it. I love cooking. Love it. There, is there any other pronunciation that you need to correct? Gnocchi. <laughs> no, actually, you should ask my brother. He studied Italian. Um, and whenever we go to restaurants, he has an accent like mine. Mm-hmm. And he goes, um, I'll get the uh, fettuccine bolognese. <laughs> it just slips in there, does it? He he turns on the accent just to say the food. And, I'm, and we all look at him. And then there was one time where people around the table started copying him. So my little brother <laughs> went and said, uh, yeah, can I grab, oh, actually, do you have a linguine? <laughs> And I just thought, oh, it's it's hilarious. And I think, um, oh, what's that? College Humor did a mm. video on accents, and it I was think I've seen it. in restaurants. It's that exact thing. If you've seen it, if you haven't seen it, watch it. But it's that is my brother, <laughs> and the way that he pronounces Italian things. It's hilarious. So, whilst we're on the subject of pronunciation, how do we actually pronounce your surname? Okay, so it's Raffaelli. But when people look at it, they, and especially with Australian accents, and I'm not, I have an Australian accent, it's cool, but, for example, at my graduation from high school, I said, Olivia Raffaelli, and I just thought, wow, like, (laughs) so um, from that point on, it was, oh, the Red Ninja Turtle, and they're like, oh, Raphael, and I'm like, yeah, that's just Raphael is fine, okay. but people still get that get that wrong. They think like Raffaello, like that coconut white chocolate thing. Everything keeps coming back to food with you. Yeah. Well, I have I made dinner and I have my enchiladas in the oven as we speak. Not that I'm rushing to get them, but when when do they have to be pulled out of the oven? Oh, no, they're just keeping warm at, like, 60 degrees. So they do not have to be pulled out of the oven anytime soon, Adrian. You can still talk to me. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. This whole conversation has made me starving, though. I haven't actually had dinner, so you're not doing me any favours. What are you going to have for dinner? I don't know. I haven't cooked anything. There's a supermarket there. There's a McDonald's. Any suggestions? Something I can do in five, ten minutes? Uh, five, ten minutes. And I I know from experience that I'm not allowed to buy store-bought pasta, am I? Okay, look, you can, right? But (laughs) it's... But. I don't know. Look, you can. You totally can. There's so much judgment coming from you right now. (laughs) Adrian, you can buy store-bought pasta. Uh, If it's... Uh, like a um, tortellini or ravioli, please get it from the cold section, all right, because at least it's semi-fresh pasta. If you're going to have the plastic pasta, that's also okay. But do not get canned sauce, please. You, You mean I need to make a sauce? Okay. This is like cooking 101. We get a tin of whole peeled tomatoes, you blitz it, you put in some garlic, salt, pepper, a little bit of caster sugar, olive oil, and oregano, 
Okay. And just let it let it cook until it's I reckon maybe twenty minutes. Cook it, and then in the meantime, boil the pasta. Literally, guys, it's it's fant- It just blows your mind, like not having it out of it. A jar, like you, you don't understand. That's, that's my lifesaver, though. Though those bottled pasta sauces, because I know how to make a pasta sauce, but it just takes time, and I'm so hungry that I just want something to come out of a jar. You know, for some reason, I feel like penning beef. Penning beef. What? As in, I should, should have it now, or you should have penning beef because it's good. But I feel like penning beef. But I've got enchiladas. But we've listed a lot of food. We've talked a lot about food. That's so, <laughs> okay. That let, on the subject of that, let's go back to pageantry for a sec, and then we're going to our final ten questions. Yeah, that's that. That's what what we were supposed to be talking about. Let me ask you hmm. two two questions. First one is, what is the hardest lesson you've had to learn from pageantry? Oh, the hardest lesson I've had to learn, I think, oh, the hardest lesson would probably have to be that it's not always you and you're not always the best and you're not always the most beautiful or skinny and it's okay. Don't stress about it. Uh, Beauty is subjective. It's Mm. Person to person, people on the night may think you're the best or not. You know, it's you can't take it too personally because I know for a while I did. You know, I looked at myself and I looked at others and thought, wow, you know, she's really stunning. And if you think about that too much, it overshadows everything that a pageant is supposed to be. You know, it's it's hard, you know, basically going up on stage and giving yourself to everyone and, having people judge you Mm. and I know that it's not all about looks but there are parts of it that are and that's okay and a lot of people that enter pageants are accepting of that Mm. and they want to challenge that I mean there are girls that want to challenge the whole concept of beauty pageants and want to you know form new ideas and ideologies about it and break through stereotypes and I think that's fantastic you know but you know there's a lot of judgment so i think learning how to deal with that and not take it so personally was a huge lesson to be learned i love that answer let me just bring you up to date with what's happening in the comments so hung fam i I assuming you know hung hung has said he's obviously been listening for a while i've been saying it wrong don't worry we all have unique surnames (laughs) And then he's written under that two-minute noodles. Hung, I, oh, I, we're talking standards here. Like, I'd be willing to go and get some ravioli, like the plastic ravioli and bottled sauce, but I don't think I can stoop to two-minute noodles. That that takes me back to college days. Um, so the two-minute noodles in a tub or the one in the, like, multi-packets? Well, either one is kind of, gee, like. Pretty low. It's pretty low. I was going to okay. say, it doesn't matter which what shape it comes in. Rachel has written, ha, ha, Liv, please do a cooking show. I'm not even joking. Okay, so there you go. You've got one one avid viewer already. And then Hung replied to Rachel, was about to say the same thing. All right, so you have two people who want you to do a cooking show. Guys, like I've got two subscribers. I'm already YouTube famous. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> You're now an influencer. 
Oh gosh, I oh. <laughs> I, love the, I love the influencer stuff. I, you know, on that topic, I feel so terrible for people that buy into this whole, you know, influencer stuff. Like, mm. I'm not saying that it's not a career or anything. Go for it. If you get free stuff, if you get paid, do it. Like, money and free stuff, who doesn't like that? Mm. But uh, be really conscious of how you view influencer material. It is advertising. It's not... I really believe that this product is going to do this for you. It's, yeah. you know, a form of um, employer-employee relationship. Sorry, yeah. I did take that one word and just run off with it into a rant. No, no anyway. I completely get it. I was about to do a rant on influencers the other day on, on Instagram because, I mean, it's, it's advertising. So it's not, you know, just because someone who's famous says they really love a product. I think you really yeah. have to look at whether they mean it because if there's a million dollars or even $10, even if it was free, there is yeah. a, an ethical question there. Um, okay, so let me just scroll down. The other question I wanted to ask you, oh, no, Hung has written, fingers crossed you do extremely well this year. Oh, thank and you. He's, put, he's, he's put this. Uh, it's a love heart. Yeah. What, you couldn't tell? I know it's bad. <laughs> I'm not good at doing this. Yes, I was trying to do the love heart. I used to do this because I felt that it was more accurate in shape. Use my hair as a background. Oh, I just, I, go, just, I look like I'm trying to wrap. This is going to go badly. Yeah, like that. That's a more accurate holiday thumbnail. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. You look like it. you're doing a gang sign. <laughs> That's what I thought. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, let's. let's no, thank you. Um, thank you so much. He's so sweet, you know. Like I met him first when I went to a Miss Diamond uh, national, the first national final mm. that they had at Acacia Ridge, and that's how we met. And he's so bubbly and so fantastic. It's great. Yeah, I've never actually gotten to meet Hung yet, so I hope I get to meet him someday. Probably happens sooner rather than later. Uh, and Danica Donnelly, who was on my gaming stream last night, and I know you wanted to be on, I just couldn't get it to work for you. She's written that very well said. I'm not sure what that was in reference to. Probably the the um, the judgment question or the influencer question. Final question before the final ten questions. Oh, what? <laughs> I'm trying to remember it. So here we go. Because it's been so long since I asked that that other question. What do you think the biggest uh, the biggest issue facing young women in Australia today is? Oh, look. I think that women have a long way to go in terms of, you know, this idea that is feminism. Um, look, because, because we have come such a long way, we're still very strongly being held back, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's, you know, the workplace um, and, you know, things like domestic violence and sexual abuse, it's, no, it's all a bit much. I feel as though because it is has taken a moment in history with the Me Too movement and all that sort of stuff that, you know, a minute seems to be too long for, for some people and because this these stories are gaining a lot of airtime, I feel like we live in such a male-dominated world that we that's enough. Like we don't want to hear about it anymore. We don't want to deal with these issues anymore. We're, we're seen as very demanding you know, anti-male type people and 
I think that's the biggest thing that's holding us back. And, you know, with any sort of group of people, there are going to be people pushing extreme ideologies. Sure. Like I think it's called third wave feminism that are quite an aggressive group mm-hmm. in, in terms of what they want to achieve. And feminism is all about equality. And I think we really need to delve into the topic and the definition of it because feminism has become such an ugly word and when we seem to fight for what we believe is right we get a lot of pushback Mm. because it's often uncomfortable topics and i sorry i i think that when men come with these counter arguments of well men in the workplace die more often men die you know, more by suicide and they're facts and they're very important facts. I am on the line of saying, okay, you should take that forward as your issue. I don't think it should be used as a counter issue. All of these issues need to be brought up. If you feel strongly about this, you create a wave of of strikes and of information and let yourselves be heard. Mm. But I don't think I agree with using it as a counter argument to further silence women and their issues we're different Mm. and some people try and say no we want to be the same i do believe that we're different and we have different issues because of that and all of them need to be seen but i think for women you know it is holding us back a little bit and i really do think people need to have a bit more perspective and see everyone's issues because if we're focusing on a few things from one side and not the other, and but it just causes a lot of drama. Yeah. I hate drama. It causes a lot of drama and then the fighting ends up becoming a lot bigger than the issue and the issue is once again, you know, pushed aside. And Well, that's exactly it. I think the argument becomes so big that people focus on winning the argument and they forget what we're yeah. actually arguing about. Um, and you know what? It's it's a similar thing is Egg Boy. Mm. Right? With the phrase running, Egg Boys become a bigger story than what's happened in Christchurch, for example. We we hype up and create drama around this thing surrounding something very important yeah. that the very important thing's no longer the focus. And yeah. that's frustrating. Yeah. That was uh, that was a terrible that that whole thing. Um but I to bring it back to feminism, that's the reason I call it the other F word is because there are so many people who want to have an argument about it. But my definition is pretty much the same as you. It's I think it's equality. For me it means equality, but it doesn't mean we are the same. Like I, I don't I don't think anyone can argue that men and women are the same. I think we deserve to be treated equally. Um I don't I don't think men and women are the same at all. We have stuff yeah, in common. It's, it's all about it's all about equity. Equity mm needs to be incorporated to this. Like, for example, women are not physically as capable as as men in some areas. But even even that's a generalisation, right? And very often what gets me is that the men who are bringing up these so-called counter-arguments, they're they're the ones who are completely out of shape. They're probably, you know, (laughs) I'm going to go out on a limb here. They're unemployed. They they sit there playing games a whole day. And there are women who could absolutely physically take them. So to me it's... It's as soon as we generalize, it's really, it's really dangerous. Exactly. Um, I mean, I'm super passionate about this topic. I mean, I've I've been over to the women's march in Chicago, and yeah. when Donald Trump got voted in, and the number of people who were there, it was just. I mean, it was really heartwarming. 
But to bring it back to what you said, there is a long way to go in some areas. We have come a long way, um, but I don't think we're nearly there. And I seek out people who have arguments and opinions counter to mine because I think that's a good way to grow. I've not really had anyone come to me with a good counter argument to equality because I don't think there is one. So that. Oh, wow. Look at you, passionate. I've given that topic a lot of thought. We've gone from deep and meaningful to talking about food for 20 minutes, and now we're back on the deep and meaningful. Yeah, it's <laughs> wow. We're just so well read and, you know, exciting humanitarians that eat. <laughs> apparently, we're not, apparently, we're not vegetarian, though. Um, okay, so Hung Fam has written, You will soon, Adrian Kwan. I'm assuming that's, um, I'm going to, to meet him you. soon. And Rachel has written, I am living for this conversation about feminism, so articulate, love it. Rachel has, um, she's doing her, I think it's her master's, and at the moment she's doing her thesis on female leadership. So it's a topic that's that's close to her heart. So, um, Liv, before we get to the final 10 questions, I will tell you, because you can't see this, this whole time we've had your Instagram handle under your uh, under your video, so it says at Liv Raphael. Um, but if people want to, I guess they're listening in on the podcast later on, give them your social details, the best ways to follow you. Okay, so my social details on Facebook, I'm Olivia Bridget. Uh, and on Instagram, I'm Liv Raphael. So Raphael's my last name. Perfect. Not Raphaeli. <laughs> Raphael. Liv Raphael. Papa Deli. Gnocchi. In- gnocchi. That's a gnocchi. Um, but, yeah, Instagram's probably the best way to engage with me. I'm on it more often. If I'm not posting sort of posts, I'm definitely posting stories if you want to keep up to date with all that jazz. Nice. And I will say um, if you're listening on the podcast, I would have put the link in the description, but Bridget is B-R-I-D-G-E-T-T-E. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Olivia, this is technically the third interview. The second one, as I said, I can't remember what went wrong, but it was my fault. So we're going to ask um, the same ten questions. Can you drop your computer. Isn't that what happened? Oh, thanks for reminding me. <laughs> That's one of the most. Yes, I did that. I got back Technical to the goal. Technical difficulties. He physically broke his computer. I don't know if that's technical difficulties. I think that's like it's like a hardware issue, isn't it? No, that's just a stupidity and klutz issue. Okay, so I don't mean to make you feel self-conscious. Please continue. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't get self-conscious. I will tell you I dropped it hard enough that the corner of the chassis bent and it's a metal chassis. Oh, talent. Oh, talent section. When I do it, I do it right. Okay, that can completely be taken out of context. Never mind. We are going to go into the final 10 <laughs> I saw that. We're going to the final 10 questions. I don't remember what you answered, except you are famous for saying that moist is not the worst word that, um, what was it? Crusty. Crusty. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So final 10 questions. See if you can come up with some different ones. Here we go. Number one, what is your favorite word? Oh, my favorite word, delightful. It just sounds so... Whimsical. Oh, or is that my favourite word? No, delightful. <laughs> I was just going to leave you alone to have that conversation to yourself for a while. <laughs> okay. Okay. Th- those delightful. are both nice words. 
Yeah, they sound nice. Okay. Well, number two, what is your least favorite word? Okay, besides crusty, oh, like pus or pussy. Like pus, like, I know these are all gross, like <laughs> gross, they're gross words, right? Pussy. Like if someone goes, oh, that pimple's pussy, like, mm. Ew. We, 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 Ew. we can we can move on now. That that was completely gross. There's no one watching anymore. <laughs> you just gross out everyone. That that's mm, yeah, delicious. Okay, I'm not so hungry anymore. Question three: What turns you on? Oh gosh, um, people that are nice. It's really you know sometimes it is a hard thing to do, but people who are just so nice and so genuine. Mm. And make other people happy. Yeah, that that's so amazing to see. Yeah. Question four, what turns you off? What turns me off? Uh, people who are fake and just deceitful. It just turns my stomach um, when people lie and mm. act deceitful towards one another. And no, I just do not have time for that. 100% agree. Okay, question five. What sound or noise do you love? I love the sound of the Beatles. I love, I'm loving the Beatles at the, the Beatles. Oh, no, the Beatles. I didn't know, yeah, the Beatles or Beatles. Like, I didn't know which one you meant. Beatles. I, I'm so into them at the moment, listening to their old stuff. Whenever I hear it, oh, it's awesome. Nice. Okay, well, what what about what sound or noise do you hate? Oh, this is going to – I – Can't wait for this. You know, okay, this is very descriptive, but I hate when babies up to toddlers fake cry <laughs> because it sounds so whingy and so fake and just – irritating at us i feel like saying stop it you're being rude like it, it just it's you know when when people genuinely cry and are genuinely upset you can hear it yeah and when toddlers babies fake well not so much babies they can't really fake no. anything yet but to, when they go mm, yeah, and you're just like oh that was a really good impression no, they go high, more high pitched than that. I don't want to do it because I don't want to embarrass myself. But just, <laughs> and it's just, oh, I just I you, don't know. you don't need to describe this. I'm I'm living with my nephew at the moment. He's four years old, and that's the story of his life. Every time he wants something, he doesn't use words. He can speak. He just screams. Yeah, I, I can't stand it. So I just scream back at him because I have a louder voice than than he does, <laughs> and then he stops. Good. I can't stand Great it. Great behavior management. <laughs> I don't know about that. Probably some people will tell me I shouldn't be doing that, but uh, I don't In know. In the comments, Adrian, oh, my gosh, that's child abuse. Yeah, everything is child abuse. Okay, question seven. Yeah. If you could have one superpower, what would you pick and why? Oh, I love to teleport. I love to teleport, just go wherever I wanted. It just saved me so much time. I think it's time between that and being able to freeze time. Mm-hmm. That's, that'd be pretty sick. I've I've wanted. I, I'd probably go with her. I I want to turn back time. I wouldn't want to do that. Mm. I'd want to freeze it, and yeah, just like imagine going to the movies. I need to pee. Freeze time. 
and then you just go to the toilet and come back and you haven't missed anything. Okay, we have small goals, but that's that's okay. <laughs> Making it relatable to the to the viewers out there, just in case they haven't grasped the concept of okay. time travel. If you could try any one occupation other than your own, what would you most like to attempt? I, th- I think I said this before, but I would love to try and be an actress. I don't think you did say that, but I think I said chef last time. Actually, like a cook, a baker. I'm pretty sure that's what I said. That doesn't surprise me at all. Actress, huh? What sort of role would you like to take on? Uh, I'm drama, comedy. I can put on on the drama. Uh, The comedy, mm, I think you have to have a a certain type of persona for people to like your comedy. Like, I'm funny to people that I know because they like (laughs) get me on a deeper level. But. I don't know, it may not come across that way to everyone. So I think like the really dramatic, like I can actually I won't say it. I will. <laughs> I can cry pretty easy. And maybe that's just most hormonal girls, but if I'm like in the moment, <laughs> even when it's look, girls are mo- this emotional that sometimes we watch sad movies to have a cry. Oh, I didn't know that. Girls do that. Girls out there shaking their heads, you're lying because girls do that. <laughs> if I just like feel super emotional, I just want to let it out. You know, I put on like the boy in striped pajamas or something like something sad so that I can cry. Okay. Yeah. All right. I believe that. I, I think I think the issue with your comedy is I don't think people would be able to know whether you're joking or not. You seem to strike me as you could deliver a pretty good one liner and people would know to, whether you were being like funny or not. Yeah, I can keep a straight face. That's that's something I can do really well, and I can be sarcastic. Mm-hmm. But and you know, I have said things where I'm I have to go. Oh, I'm just joking, and they go, "Oh, okay," <laughs> you know. So yeah, it just I think I have to find my my element when it comes to comedy. But you know, I'll go with the drama. Question nine. If you could ha- try any one occupation other than your own, what would you definitely not like to attempt? Hmm. I remember the one that I said in the interview that you destroyed. <laughs> Thanks, Liv. <laughs> what, what was the answer that you gave? I mean, gave, give it again because I can't remember it and it's destroyed. So what was the answer? Like a cow breeder. Mm, interesting, that. isn't it? <laughs> Why? And it's only because I watched it in a um, in a little like mini documentary about how they make milk mm-hmm. and how they inseminate cows. Okay, but, I, I, mm, okay. It's I don't... not nice. <laughs> and I just thought, whoa! I never want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, no, I wouldn't. Nah, wouldn't want to do that. So that I'd say that's that's enough. I don't said. know what they're called. I don't know if that's an actual profession. Like, what do you do? I inseminate cows. Like, I don't know if that's a thing. A cow breeder, but or any animal breeder. I'm sure it's a similar process. But well, I mean, like, but if you breed dogs or cats, I mean, you don't actually need to do the thing yourself. So no, but like. You can't just stick two animals in a spot and just go, guys, make make baby versions of yourselves. Like, it doesn't work all the time. So there's, I found, very technical sort of like 
processes with equipment. Anyway, let's not get this, into that. This conversation has been all over the place tonight. It's, <laughs> I, can, I, can I tell feel you like that. we go on tangents, but. Oh, well. Well, final question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at those pearly gates? Uh, if God exists, I would. <laughs> okay. uh, I felt I heard. I thought of something really deep, and then I thought of something very shallow. Why don't you the give deep, us the deep first, and then the shallow? Okay, the deep first is what was the meaning of my life? Okay. Okay, whether it's good or bad as to whether or not I accomplished it, I, mm-hmm. I'm fine with that, but I want to know. And then I'd be like, so do I get to be like 23-year-old me in heaven or uh, do I look like how I like, died? Like how does it work? <laughs> Don't you ever think that? Like if you, if you passed away, what would your spirit look like or would it look like nothing? I actually, I, I have no idea. I've not thought about that. I don't, I don't think about dying much. Can you request, like, can you request? Oh, I want to be a a twenty one year old spirit me. Well, I, see, I, I don't know. I don't know what age I would pick. I, I certainly wouldn't go back too far because I, I wouldn't want to yeah. be eighteen again. Let's put it that way. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's the more shallow version of that opportunity with God. Yeah. Okay, spiritual facelift. I like it. Um, Olivia, just remind everyone, when when are the actual finals on? So they're on in May on the 3rd, so it's a Friday night. We have competition from the 28th to the 3rd, so over the course of a few days. And, yeah, I'm excited. It's no, it's not too far away, actually. I'm sort of looking at my, my oh, calendar yeah. and thinking, Wow, it's like seven weeks away. That's not very far at all. Is it even that? You said the 28th, what's starting at the end of April, so it's only like like four or five oh, no. weeks away. Oh, no. Wow, whoops. <laughs> it's even I, sooner I, than you thought. Okay. I don't want to give the impression that I'm not prepared because I am, but <laughs> I, I did also think that, no, no, let me count. I'm on my little calendar one, two, <laughs> Well, 20th of April was four weeks exactly, and we're on the 21st of March. That gives you an extra week, so that's five weeks by my count. One, two, three, four. <laughs> <laughs> that's six weeks, basically. It's basically six weeks. So I wasn't too – sorry, when you kept talking, it distracted me a little bit. But it's, it's pretty much six weeks. So I was off by a week, I guess. But, uh, no, it's Fair coming enough. up pretty soon. Which is exciting. I'm excited. Oh, that sounds good. Anyone you want to give a shout out to before we wrap up for tonight? Uh, I want to shout out to all my colleagues at the school that I work at. Uh, Shout out to my hunky man, Lewis, who is actually there, but whatever. (laughs) Is he still wearing his noise-canceling headphones? Yeah, he is. He is. And I want to shout out to all the other Galaxy Girls. Good luck. Enjoy the experience. Don't think too much about the competition, really, because if you don't win or don't come away thought you wanted, you'd have wasted your whole time stressing and not having fun. Okay. Perfect. Well, I think that's it. We certainly covered a lot of ground tonight. 
<laughs> all over yeah, the place. This was a long interview. It was. We've gone for about an hour, I think. So, well, when it's a good conversation, you lose track of time. Exactly right. So, I'm going to thank everyone for watching or listening, depending on whether it's podcast, live, or replay. I will say good luck to Olivia. Um, and don't hang up with me, Olivia. I'm just going to let everyone else go. So thanks, guys, for watching, and uh, we'll speak to you again soon. Hey, it's Adrian. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. Make sure to subscribe to get details of our new episodes as they drop and connect with us on social at The Pageant Project. Speak to you next time.